Section 5 of The National Geographic Magazine, Volume 9, April 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in July 2020. Climatic Conditions of Alaska by General A. W. Greeley, U.S. Army. The most obvious elements of climate are those of temperature, humidity, precipitation, rain, snow, fog, etc., and winds, and of these, temperature and precipitation affect most potently the comfort and prosperity of man. It is about twenty-five years since the writer was one of several consulted by the late General A. J. Meyer as to the establishment of stations of observation in Alaska, and in 1881 he was consulted by the late General W. B. Hazen regarding the extension of the system of such observations in the same remote and almost unknown region. A certain class of persons, those who plume themselves on being strictly utilitarian, then sneered at a policy that would expend a few hundred dollars annually for the purchase of instruments and for the cost of recording meteorological observations by volunteer observers on this outer edge of this civilized world who knows or cares said they whether the yukon river flows into the bering sea or the arctic ocean and of what use is a knowledge as to the summer and winter conditions under which the animals of this river valley live and thrive? Today the question answers itself, and tens of thousands of men eagerly search for reliable and satisfactory data on which to base their plans and outfits for their search for fortunes in the gold regions of the upper Yukon. It therefore seems timely to bring together such observations of the climatic conditions of the different parts of Alaska as may give at least a general idea as to the weather to be encountered. Most extensive countries have two kinds of climates. First, the continental type, where far from the sea we find hot summers, cold winters, light rainfalls and much sunshine. Second, the littoral or shore type, where the heat of summer and the cold of winter are modified by moist winds from the ocean bringing copious or heavy rains. To these, Alaska adds a third kind, the marine or island type, where the winters are, comparatively speaking, unduly warm and the summers unduly cool, while rains, fogs and cloudiness are prevalent through the greater part of the year. Considering first the marine climate, it is to be said that it prevails on all the outlying islands of Alaska in the Aleutian archipelago and in parts of the Alaskan peninsula. Naturally, the extremes of temperature become more marked to the north. The littoral or coast climate of Alaska is materially tempered by the oceanic current usually known as the Japan Stream, which keeps at an abnormally high temperature the moisture-laden winds that, blowing landward, deposit large quantities of rain or snow, thus setting free large quantities of latent heat to warm the land. The enormous quantity of such heat and its influence on the temperature of the air may be imagined from Horton's calculations, which show that, 
one gallon of rainfall gives out latent heat sufficient to melt seventy five pounds of ice or to melt four point five pounds of cast iron the settlers and miners of alaska will find that the coast conditions change rapidly as one goes inland to a continental climate of the most pronounced type cool cloudy and rainy summers and raw damp foggy and not very cold winters are to be anticipated along the immediate main coast or the inlets wherever rapidly rising shores are found the hills or mountains are subject to heavy precipitation with resulting deep snows and low temperatures for a considerable part of the year almost everywhere in alaska the climate changes decidedly within one hundred miles of the mainland coast and becomes continental in its characteristics rain and snow are less frequent the summers are longer and warmer the skies less cloudy and the winters marked with excessive cold though the winds are much lighter and storms are infrequent continuous freezing weather usually below zero continues for months and even in july with midday temperatures of seventy to eighty degrees it is an almost daily occurrence for the temperature to fall during the night to the neighborhood of the freezing point let us now turn from general statements to specific data from such selected stations as are acknowledged as climatically typical of various parts of alaska in so doing one turns naturally to dahl's admirable article and tables on the meteorology of alaska published in the pacific coast pilot eighteen seventy nine although his work and charts are twenty-one years old yet they are the only discussion and data that have ever been published on the general meteorological conditions of alaska st paul island bering sea has a typical marine climate its lowest recorded temperature is minus twelve degrees and its maximum sixty two degrees the temperature rarely exceeds fifty degrees and in eighteen seventy five it only reached forty eight degrees february is the coldest month with an average temperature of twenty six point one degree and august the warmest with a mean of forty eight point four degrees sitka is a typical coast station for extreme southern alaska and point barrow for the northern in forty five years sitka had extreme temperatures of eighty eight degrees and minus four degrees the coldest month is january thirty one point four degrees and the warmest august fifty four point nine degrees every year it is either rainy or snowy two hundred days on an average in eighteen fifty six rain and snow fell on no less than two hundred eighty six days but in eighteen eighty three there were only one hundred fourteen such days the annual rainfall is very great being eighty one inches of which about one-half falls from september to december point barrow the extreme northern point of alaska is in seventy one degrees twenty three minutes north one hundred fifty six degrees forty minutes west and its climate is important as indicating closely that of the coastline of the whole tundra or moorland region situated along the arctic ocean it should be remembered that as one goes inland the winter becomes colder and clearer the summers warmer and drier 
the observations of captain p h ray eighteen eighty one to eighty three and of h m s plover eighteen fifty two to fifty four are the base of the following notes the winter is long as freezing weather obtains from early september to early june when summer comes in full force the mean winter temperatures are december minus fifteen point four degrees january minus seventeen point five degrees and february minus eighteen point six degrees with occasional periods when the cold is from forty to fifty five degrees below zero the average heat of july is thirty eight point one degrees and of august thirty seven point nine degrees but the temperature often rises above fifty degrees and has touched sixty five point five degrees the snowfalls are light amounting melted to eight point twenty five inches the greater part falling from july to october the severity of the cold is indicated by the fact that the ground was found frozen as far as excavations were made to the depth of thirty-eight feet winds and gales are most frequent from august to november and the lightest winds are from february to may the natives quit their snow huts for tents about may first the tundra is snow-free late in june the watershed of the yukon includes the regions whose climatic factors are at present of the greatest interest and prospective value fortunately there are sufficient data to justify clear-cut statements that must closely approximate the truth st michael sixty eight degrees twenty eight minutes north one hundred sixty two degrees four minutes west although an island immediately borders the mainland near the mouth of the yukon its climatic characteristics have been fully set forth by mr e w nelson the winter is very long the average temperature being below the freezing point from october to april inclusive the coldest month february averages from twelve years observations minus two point three degrees but in eighteen seventy seven it was minus twenty three point seven degrees a temperature as low as minus fifty five degrees has been observed the warmest month july has a mean temperature of fifty three point six degrees it should be said that one summer month of any year closely resembles the same month of any other year but there are great variations between the same winter months of various years spring bursts into summer about the middle of may but it reverts more slowly to winter through a partial autumn summer is very depressing from its frequent spells of misty rain and the prolonged presence for many days of unbroken low clouds winter is marked by long periods of beautifully clear days which are usually of intense cold strong gales occur irregularly through the year while most frequent in autumn yet fierce winter storms are not uncommon which with their terrible accompaniments of blinding clouds of snow and temperatures considerably below zero are wisely dreaded as even the hardy natives sometimes perish therein the harbour closes as a rule by october fifteenth and rarely opens before june tenth the breaking up of the yukon ice about the first of june is usually followed by several foggy days very light rains or snow are frequent and continued the precipitations scarcely reach eighteen inches annually 
of which the greater part falls from july to september snow falls often in summer sometimes in notable amounts rain or snow falls three days out of five from august to october but only one out of four from january to march at nulato sixty degrees forty minutes north one hundred fifty eight degrees thirteen minutes west the summer consists largely of warm hazy days free from high winds or much rain the yukon closes about october twenty and opens late in may at ikogmut mission sixty one degrees forty seven minutes north one hundred sixty one degrees west the river closes about november fourth and breaks up about may twenty third but in eighteen forty nine it remained closed until june fifth mr a j henry gives in the monthly weather review august eighteen ninety seven other temperature means for short periods the lowest monthly means are as follows anvik sixty two degrees thirty seven minutes north one hundred sixty degrees west december minus two point one degrees tuklukiet sixty five degrees ten minutes north one hundred fifty two degrees forty five minutes west january minus eleven point one degrees belle isle a short distance up the yukon from circle city sixty five degrees thirty minutes north one hundred forty two degrees thirty eight minutes west january minus fifteen point eight degrees camp colonna about sixty four degrees forty five minutes north one hundred forty one degrees west february minus fifteen point three degrees camp davidson about sixty seven degrees thirty minutes north one hundred forty one degrees west january minus seventeen point four degrees fort reliance sixty four degrees ten minutes north one hundred thirty four degrees twenty five minutes west january minus twenty eight point seven degrees the most important temperature observations in the klondike regions are those made at dawson from august eighteen ninety five to november eighteen ninety six by mr william ogilvie whose scientific standing and ability are guarantees of their worth while they do not give all the mean temperatures yet they record the minimum and much information of value in july only the temperature did not sink below freezing during june july and august eighteen ninety six the temperature rose on twenty-nine days above seventy degrees and thrice above eighty degrees the extreme severity of the winter is indicated by the fact that from december first eighteen ninety five to february first eighteen ninety six the temperature fell below zero every day on twenty-eight days it fell lower than minus forty degrees on fourteen days lower than minus fifty degrees and on nine days lower than minus sixty degrees the mean temperature for january eighteen ninety six was minus forty point seven degrees and for february minus thirty five point four degrees bright weather is the rule from october first eighteen ninety five to the first of may following snow fell only on one day in seven in june eighteen ninety six however it rained on twelve days and the temperature rose above eighty degrees the yukon broke up on may seventeenth and ran thickly with ice until the twenty third 
when the first boat came down the river. Except for two weeks, the Yukon was free from ice until October 29th. It was frozen solid November 5th. The temperature observations at Fort Reliance, adjacent to Dawson, in 1880-89, to communicated to the National Geographic magazine of November 1897 by Mr. E. W. Nelson, confirm the severity of the winter climate. The Yukon was frozen from November 2nd to May 14th. The mean temperatures for December, January, and February were minus 31 degrees, minus 7 degrees, and minus 29 degrees, respectively, and on 35 days the thermometer registered between minus 40 degrees and minus 66 degrees. Snow fell but one day in February, and 25 days were perfectly clear. With the middle of May, summer comes at once, the Yukon breaks up, the snow vanishes as if by magic, and vegetation develops with astonishing rapidity, until opening September brings sharp frosts almost daily. By methods familiar to meteorologists, the temperature means for the three coldest months, December, January, and February, have been calculated for all the points hereafter named, except for St. Michael, which is definitely known. St. Michael, mouth of Yukon, 3.3 degrees. Anvik, 65 degrees 37 minutes north, 160 degrees west, minus 1.2 degrees. Circle City, minus 10.2 degrees. And Dawson, 64 degrees 5 minutes north, 138 degrees west, minus 24 degrees. Any single winter may be considerably warmer or colder than is here calculated, but the means are practically correct and afford a good idea of all intervening points in the valley of the Yukon, and therefore have a definite value for all who seek to wrest from rugged and inhospitable nature the golden hordes of Alaska. End of section 5